Well, hello everyone. We are back and we are here with Sharon Gill. Now, Sharon is a business coach, aren't you, Sharon? Yes, I am. And tell us about your magnificent book that is coming out in March, March of this year, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, it's entitled Lady Boss with Purpose. And I wrote this book because as a lady boss myself and as a woman who has been an entrepreneur for 20-something years, I found out years ago that life and business is not, it's not worth much unless I have a bigger purpose attached to it. Yes. And um, several years ago, I began a charity, and that completely changed my life. Is that right? Yes, yes, it did. Okay. I was actually running a law firm with my husband at the time and felt called. I felt like it was more to life than making money. And uh, I, I took some that. time off to mm -hmm. meditate and to, to pray. I'm a person of faith and just to seek, you know, God on this. Like, what is, a, what is your purpose for my life? And I actually retired from the, from the law firm for a while and went and did this nonprofit that primarily works with women. But it's during that process I realized that, yes, you can make money, but it doesn't fulfill. Right. Purpose fulfills. It does. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll share with you. I write and I talk in metaphors a lot. And so while you're talking, you know what's coming to my mind? No. A pyramid. And at the top of the pyramid is... The, the purpose. Yes. And then you have yes. your personal life, you have your professional life, yes. and those things feed that. They yes. feed back and forth. What do you think? Well, you mentioned pyramid, and I think about Abram you know, Maslow and his um, pyramid there of needs. And on the top of the pyramid is self-actualization, and that's purpose. Ah. When you're truly actualized, you're truly walking in what you were designed and what you were created to do. Right. And yes, the you know, at the bottom of the pyramid, yes, you have to have, you know, business and life. They both have equal roles, but if I have to give uh, um, a leg up, it would be personal. Your personal life do have an important role that, especially women, we overlook right. because in our quest to, to, you know, to make it and in our quest to, to be that boss and that entrepreneur, we sometimes overlook the important things and important people in our, in like our family. Right. And I, I oftentimes counsel a woman that if your family isn't okay, your business won't be okay. Yes. Your life won't be okay. But if you can keep it in balance, then you'll get to the top of the pyramid. You'll actually be completely fulfilled because you'll, you'll, have, you'll have balanced both, both pillars at the right. bottom. Right, so that, that personal life really feeds the professional life. It does. And so if that personal life is not strong and solid and joy and love, all of that there, yes. then your professional life is going to reflect that. It is going to reflect that, especially for us moms, you know, you know parents, uh, if you have kids. Yes. And I often use this exercise where I say, okay, if I'm up against a tight deadline and I'm spending a lot more hours at work, but if I get a phone call about my kid, does what I'm doing really matter? And I always use that test to see if, if what I'm doing now, that deadline is so important, how does that compare to a, a bad phone call about my kid or my, even my husband? Right, right. And it never compares. And that's the barometer, that's a test I use to know I'm out of balance. Let me step back and let me check in with my family. Let's, I think that's worth repeating because that is a really wonderful trick. Yes. Uh, because we, 
you know, as good intention as we might be, yes. sometimes we fall out of balance. It yes. happens. It does. All right. So for people out there that are like, oh my gosh, I'm so frazzled and I feel like I'm out of balance. What's your trick again? My trick is you think, have this thought. If I get a phone call right this minute that says that my kid is in a hospital or something's bad happened to my husband, does what I'm doing really matter right now or would you drop everything that you're doing right now to rush to your kid's side or to rush to your spouse's side? And if the answer is yes and it should be, then that is your priority at this moment and it's time to check back in with family. Yes, that's a really check back wonder in. Yes, wonderful words of advice. So balance in all entrepreneurs, yes. I'm sure is a problem, especially with, with women. Uh, what are some other mistakes that you find that uh, women in business do? Well, clarity. Okay, Getting into important. business without knowing why. Okay. Not knowing your why. And it sounds like a cliche because we've heard, you know, what is your why? But even myself, you know, um, I've started ventures before because it seems like the right thing to do, but halfway through I'm wondering why? Yes. Why is this worth it? Mm -hmm. Because Business is tough. Being an entrepreneur is hard. It is going to be tough. But if you have a convincing why, that's going to keep you through the tough times, right. having that why. So being clear as to why you're doing what you're doing is so important. And that's something I, I start my coaching with clarification. Why are you doing this? Yes. So that you have an anchor for later on when business does get tough. I you go back that. to your why. Yes. Your why is really your anchor. Yes, it is. Wrong? It is. It yeah. is your anchor. Yes. And I, I can see this now. It's very clear to me. I love talking to you. <laughs> is that you have your anchor. You have your why. Yes. You have things coming at you. Oh, you know, come and do this. Come and do that. Well, if they don't align with that why. Yes. Then maybe it's something you shouldn't be embarking on. And I'm glad you mentioned that because another trick that I that I use is going into any project, you have to know what your values are. It goes back to the family again. True. What do you value? What is your value system? Because when the things come at you, you're going to measure those things against your values. Does this align with my values? Is it contradicting my values? Mm -hmm. If family is my highest value, and I'm being asked to fly all over the place for speaking, well, if I've already gone twice for the month, Yes. then the third one is going to be a no. Right. Because it's going to be counter to my values. Right. To my th you have to know what your values are. What are your core values? And that's how you should make your decisions in business, based on your core values. That's really wonderful words of advice. It really is for all of us. Yes. So yes. I am curious. You have a magnificent business. You have this book coming out in March. How did this all start for Sharon? Well, um, it goes back to purpose again. And years ago, I was running a law firm with my husband. And I still do, you know, I still work with my husband. But I remember about 14 years ago, I felt that, I felt that unease, mm -hmm. a disquiet in my spirit that there was more to life than making money. Okay. This has got to be more to life than this. And so I went on a period of just searching, self-searching and fasting and praying and just asking God to show me what is his purpose for my life. And the long and short of it is I, I, I saw the need to start a charity that worked with women to help them to get to that next level. Right. And I left everything. I left money on the table. I left salary. I left, I left it all to start in, the tiny, in a tiny room, 300 square feet, working with the homeless first, working with 
immigrants and and um, just people who are really just on the, the, the low end of society. Right. But it was the richest experience for me in my life. What I gained, I, yes, I gave up money, but what I gained in terms of, you know, um, feeling like I'm actually making a difference, feeling, seeing the impact that, that my work is, is doing with these people and seeing the, um, the changes. I, I didn't turn back. I felt like, you know, when you put them both together, money, significance, purpose, impact, that money is important because you need money to actually, you know, start a charity, right. but it's not everything. You, your business should have a higher purpose than making money. Your life should have a higher purpose right. than making money. Yes. The, and the purpose could just be, what are you, you know, who are you influencing? Whose life are you adding value to? And I think when you have that purpose, it's almost one of your whys, it makes it more satisfying. Mm -hmm. The hard work is a lot more satisfying when there's a higher purpose attached to it. And so my book, Lady Boss with Purpose, everyone's talking about being a lady boss nowadays, and, and that's good, and I, I applaud that because I'm big on women empowerment. But I also see women losing a little bit of their femininity too. You know, a lot of, um, there's a lot of harshness, kick button taking our purses. I get that, but okay, what is your why? Right. Is it just to be a copycat boss? Or are you gonna be a lady boss? And like what you do, yes. you work with women, you have, you, you put aside a certain amount of your airspace for charities, for nonprofits. That's bringing purpose to your business. And that makes your business a lot more appealing, even to people who have to pay you when they know that you have this portion that you set aside right. for to, to promote charity, to promote women's causes. That's being a lady boss that's, with purpose. That's wonderful. You know, there was a time in my life, and I, uh, where I can relate to what you're saying, is I felt that nagging in my heart yes. that something wasn't right. And that is before I started this production business. And um, I realize now, mm -hmm. you know, talking to you, it's because that purpose wasn't strong enough, was it? It wasn't. And uh, I did, very similar to what you did, I took a step back. And I reevaluated what my goals were and uh, what I was passionate about, what I wanted to do. And can I tell you, I wake up every morning now just loving what I do. And that's why I resonate with what you're saying is because that purpose has to be there. That clarity has to be there, the focus. Yes. And the world wants purpose because if you notice on social media, I just, I've noticed mm -hmm. it, if I do a post about business and money, Yes, it will get interest, it does. Mm -hmm. But if I do a post about the impact I've had or the impact my work has had on a person's life, that becomes viral. Yes, yes. The world is hungry for that. The world is hungry for inspiration. And while making money is inspiring, it's not as inspiring as making a difference in people's lives. I love that, yes. There is nothing better no. than that. No. Nothing better than no. that. So when you wake up in the morning, what inspires you? What inspires you? Um, gratitude. Really? Yes. Yes. That's a wonderful thing. Gratitude. I am grateful for my life. As an immigrant, a person who came to this country at 21, I came here and I 
started doing, um, working as a nanny for a couple of years in New York. And I learned a lot during that experience. You can take the allegedly bad things in your life and make them into actually learning experiences that propel you to that next level. But I'm grateful for where my life has been, you know, yes. what, for what I have, for my kids, for my husband. I've been married for 32 years almost. Uh, for my grandkid and from the house that I live in, the life I live, the charity that I have, yes. what I get to do every day. So I wake up grateful every day and I have a practice where I like to be alone, what I call my quiet time. Right. And I go in my quiet place. It could just be outside. It could be on my back deck. It could be in a private room. And I just meditate and pray and thank God and recount everything I'm grateful for. Right. And that fills me up. By the time I'm done recounting what I'm grateful for, it's hard for me to ask for anything else. You shout it to the universe, yes, don't you? Yes, I do. Absolutely. I do. I do. I do. So one thing I, w I would hope that you would discuss with me for our viewers yes. is on your website, and I know we talked a little bit about this, yes. is there is a section called the Gorgeous Woman's Circle. What is that? Well, I wrote a book um, called The Gorgeous Woman, and um, it's taking the word gorgeous, it's an acronym, and talking about eight principles. You know, G stands for uh, goal-oriented, O, on fire, R, mean real, authentic. Yeah, sure. The second G is gracious. I talk about a little bit about us women need to still maintain our graciousness. Um, e being empowered. Uh, the second um, O meaning uh, to be open-minded. U being uplifting and a spirit-filled. And I, and I discuss in, in details, you know, how these principles in our lives make us truly gorgeous. Right. And the mentoring circle, which I'm starting uh, in February, is taking women through a four-month program, two weeks dedicated to each letter. How do you become a goal-oriented woman? And how do you do that um, while maintaining balance, mm -hmm. while maintaining faith, while maintaining your spirituality, while maintaining everything else that you do, but how do you become goal-oriented? How, right. how do you become passionate? Some people say, I have no passion. And I show them so many things in the, in, in the world you can be passionate about. Battered woman, uh, poverty, um, you know, the trees, the whales. Right. You know, how do you become, how do you find that passion? So I walk them through eight, you know, eight principles over four months of what it takes to be a gorgeous woman. And I do, a, uh, you know, a weekly teaching and I give exercises and I mean, I, it, I recommend it, obviously, for anyone who is trying to find themselves, trying to live a little bit larger life than what they're living right now, Yes. Um, trying to make a change for 2018. Right. That's the audience for that particular circle. It's a mentoring circle, and it's all women. That's and incredible. it's based on the principles in the book. So you are a business coach. Yes. But I see that you're different than a lot of business coaches that are out there. In your own words, how is your coaching business different than others? To be perfectly honest, yes. um, I'm a person of faith. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what drives how I coach. Yes. And it doesn't mean that you have to believe in to have my faith, but I base my decisions based on my faith. And I respect your faith or your non-faith. It's just okay. But I'm coming across from that seat of faith. Right. And that's my, that's where, that's my stability. That's my foundation. Right. Sure.
That's, that's very interesting. I call myself a faith-based coach. That's wonderful. <laughs> this has been such an engaging interview, I have to tell you. This has been wonderful. I mean, business coaching with that purpose in mind, it, it's just really a novel concept. So for viewers out there, they're watching this and, and they're like, well, I really don't know how to navigate. Is there any words of advice you would leave them with? Yes, I liked this exercise, okay. um, and I always give this to women, to stop and assess. Stop, stop and assess. assess. Okay. We need to do that more often. Where are you at right now? Yes. You know, take some time, quiet down. Every January for the last four years, I do a 21-day fast. You do? I do. The first Monday in the month, I start. And I actually have a bunch of ladies who follow me online who are going starting with right. me as well. But during those 21 days, I have a specific question that I'm trying to get answers for. And, you know, for everyone it's different. But I go into my fast, and it's a time where I deny my body certain things. Yes. I don't eat meat during this time. I don't eat sweets. I don't do treats. And I do not do my coffee. I even fast television. Oh my yes, oh I don't. <laughs> and that's the point. My hand is off to you. <laughs> but that's the point. In yes. denying myself mm -hmm. the things that I love, right. I seek answers. I seek clarity. I see where you're so, going with yes. that. So yes. So when I when I when I'm you know designing that coffee right. or that sweet, I, I I go into a book. I read. Right. I meditate. I pray. I write my goals down. Yes. I take that time and do something productive. There you go. Remember, in the beginning of the interview, we were talking about pain production. Uh, yes. You know, and, yes. And really denying yourself, you there's discomfort with that. Yes. And you're taking that discomfort and turning it into Redirecting something productive. It. Redirecting it. Redirecting that, really that discomfort. Amazing. That fast, when you're done with that 21 day period, you have so much clarity. You have such. You have some. You. I mean, you get the answers to what you're seeking. Right. At least sure. I've always gotten the answer. Yes. And so I would, you know, I always advise, stop and assess, where are you in life right now? And where do you want to be? And sometimes you don't know where you want to go. But when you stop, when you calm down, when you take away the distractions, you can seek those answers. And that's the first thing I would do to get a clarity. Yes. Get clarity. And then once you have clarity, then it's time to do something about it. Sometimes we get a download, mm -hmm. okay? Right, right. And we, we make the plans and we write the goals. But we never take that first step because everything isn't lined up yet. Yes. Well, that's not acting in faith. And because, you know, my faith-based approach is take that step right. in faith. Right. You have to make a move and then expect. Expect to be met. Expect for the next thing to reveal itself. Ah. But you have to make that first step. And so many women I talk to online, every year they say, um, I'm in a bad financial position. I'm in a bad relationship. I wish I could be better. I wish I could do better. Yes. But all the wishing and hoping doesn't do anything. And it's really, your life really is up to you. You are the architect. You are the author, you know, of your own life. And you have to be the one. You have to be the one to make that move. You do. No one else can do it for you. And now, as a person of faith, you know, God is my anchor of fear but he left you here to do something too you know you you can't just live on faith and not do anything faith without works is dead is what the bible even says yes. you have to have faith and do work right and work could be starting a business starting a nonprofit, going back to school 
working on your confidence. Uh, right. There's so many things that we can do. And we need to stop making excuses. Mm -hmm. It's never about money. That much I know. I began my charity with very little money. I began our law firm with, a with, a, with, a, with an income tax um, return. We bought one computer, and that was it. Yes. And that was 20-something years ago. That law firm has made millions of dollars. If we were waiting on money, we wouldn't have started. Right. It was an income tax return. Bought a computer back right. in 1997. So many people say, I don't have the money. I'm looking for capital. No. Get the idea. Get quiet and figure out what would you do if you weren't getting paid. That's a, that would begin to give you a sense of where your calling is. Yes. And then make some steps. Take some steps. Right, right. You know, it, it's, it's funny because even today, mm -hmm. um, I'll feel that discomfort. And, and I, I take a step back. And you know what is underlying in that discomfort is fear. Yes. And overcoming fear and going, moving towards that focus is really very important. It reminds yes. me of that quote, the quote by Martin Luther King, right? Faith is taking the first step yes. when you can't see the whole staircase. Th exactly. It is so incredibly exactly. important. Love it. And if you're feeling fear, yes. something else I've learned, it's because you're near to your breakthrough with something bigger. Ah. So yes. embrace the fear and lean into the fear yes. because you're about to cross into something even bigger, a bigger purpose, a bigger space, ah. an expansion of who you are. Right. So if we could look at fear differently and begin to embrace fear, then it won't have that power over us anymore. That's you true. look at it almost as a, an opportunity. I'm feeling fearful. I'm feeling butterflies. I am about to expand. I'm about to grow. So you lean into it. I love that. Lean into it. Faith conquers fear. It's the only thing that conquers fear is faith. And faith in yourself, faith in a higher power, faith in God, that's going to conquer your fear. Right, right. I understand. So for viewers that are out there and they're like, wow, I need to meet you, <laughs> uh, where would you point them? I would say on my website, okay. SharonGill.com is perhaps the best place as a contact form. You can write me from there. My, some of my programs are on there. Um, but SharonGill.com would be the best place. Oh, perfect. And yes. your book comes out in March? March. Yes, Lady Boss with Purpose. And for those of you who are from the household of faith, The Gorgeous Woman is on Amazon. It's doing very well. Support it. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, Sharon, on behalf of the entire Plum Talk team, I want to thank you for joining us. This has been great. And thank you so much. I've enjoyed this interview. Thank you for having me. Thank you.